As the Blue Jackets limp their way to the season finale, the Cleveland Monsters, it's still all to play for. So we're going to do a Monsters Monday edition of Locked on Blue Jackets and check in on our Blue Jackets CHL prospects and who's going to the second round of their playoffs. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, the good, the bad and the ugly about your favourite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We are over on YouTube. Like and subscribe to uh, get new content every day. I also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60%, 60% off plus Free shipping. The Blue Jackets lost this weekend. They're on like a three-game losing streak. Um, they were fine against the Rangers, just couldn't score. They were abominable against the Devils. And uh, they were... Jack Reeves was really good against the Leafs. Um, but none of that is super interesting at the minute, I don't think. So we're going to keep looking at the future of the Blue Jackets. Uh, today we're going to take a look at... The Monsters uh, continue to push for the playoffs and uh, the first round of the CHL playoffs, so the OHL, the QMJHL and the WHL playoffs are all starting to wrap up or have already wrapped up. So we're going to check in on some CBJ prospects, but let's uh, let's start off with the Monsters. You had a big win on Friday against the Laval Rocket. They were down three or four one, I believe, and then ended up winning. 5-4, 5-4, big game from Cole Sillinger, who's, uh, honestly, this might be the best thing for him at this point. Um, I was kind of, I mean, an iring about sending him down. I didn't know if it would help. Uh, it looks like it's helping. Um, if we just pull up the, the stats for the Monsters in terms of, of player points, um, obviously he's going to be nowhere near the top because he's only played like 12 games for them. But uh, in nine games, he's got six points so far on the season. So it's it's a start. Uh, I think it's a really great way for him to build some confidence. He's eligible for the playoffs, obviously. So uh, we live in hope um, if they make the playoffs, that is. Uh, unfortunately, they are still kind of suffering from the Blue Jackets' Injury issues, Um, like I said, big win against Laval on Friday, and then uh, they immediately lost four players. Uh, I believe they lost uh, Fix-Walansky, Juracek, Luotu, and one other player, maybe Jake Christensen, Um, because the Blue Jackets got more injuries and they needed the bodies, and uh, they lost 3-1 to Belleville, um, which they are the team that's not quite chasing them. Um, 
had the standings up and then lost them. So, uh, league standings, the Monsters are in sixth. Uh, right, so, playoffs. The North Division gets five teams. In fifth place right now is the Laval Rocket with 70 points. Cleveland is in sixth place with 69 points. Belleville is in seventh and final place with 68 points. Now, Cleveland has a game in hand on both the Laval Rocket and the Belleville Senators. They are playing tonight. They're playing the Grand Rapids Griffins, who are last in their respective division, and who the Monsters have played pretty well against so far this season. If the Monsters win, they will jump over the Laval Rocket into fifth place, and then all they have to do is get at least as many points from their last two games of the season, or their last three games of the season, excuse me, as Laval get from theirs. So the remaining schedule for the Monsters is kind of a tough one. So they've got Grand Rapids tonight, which is pretty okay. Uh, Friday, they play the Utica Comets, who are currently sitting in fourth position. In the North Division, they've got 76 points. So Monsters are not going to... Uh, they could... If Utica loses every game and Cleveland wins every game, um, they could take fourth in the division. But that seems pretty unlikely, obviously. Um, and then they finish the season with two games against the Rochester Americans. That's the tough ask for me. That's... Uh, I don't know what's... That's gonna be that's gonna be tougher than basically any other matchup, I think. Like the only thing that could be worse, I think, would be the Marlies. But they're done with the Marlies. Two games against the Rochester Americans. They have beaten the Americans this season. I'm sure of it. They uh I'm sure it was recently as well. Yeah, the end of uh March, they lost the Rochester Americans on the Sunday and then on the Wednesday they had a overtime win against them so it's not out of the realm of possibility that they can beat these Americans but it also depends on what the Rocket look like in terms of their um, their end of season so they've got three games to finish the season uh, they've got Wilkes-Bar Scranton who are um, sitting at the very bottom of the Atlantic division then they've got Toronto, the Marlies, who are sitting at the very top of the North Division. That's going to be a tough game. And then they finish off their season with Syracuse sitting third in the division, the North Division. So they've got two playoff teams, one team who's getting a, a pass or a, a bye into the, the next round. They're getting the first round bye in the Toronto Marlies. Whereas the Monsters have got one non-playoff opponent, and then three playoff opponents. So, again, it's going to be tough, but I think the Monsters, they definitely, if they can keep all of the pieces without having to constantly farm them up to uh, Columbus, and bear in mind, uh, Eric Robinson did not finish, uh, not last night's game, Saturday night's game against the Rangers. He uh, was out with an injury midway through the second. I think he, there was a collision, and he got a shoulder to the head, I believe. So, um He's pretty tough. I would imagine if he can play, he will play. I don't think there's going to be any kind of well. We'll see how he feels. I think it's either he's in or he's out. But if he's out, they're going to have to they're going to have to call up more bodies, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. But it's looking a bit kind of 
shaky for the monsters, um, especially that loss of um, Juracek and Fix Volansky, who are one and two in scoring on the team. Um, it's no, it's no surprise that they lost three one to the Belleville Senators. You know, it was it was two one with an empty net, so the goalie did basically everything he could. They just weren't scoring. I believe uh, Mac- uh, Mikhail Poutier got the only goal for the Monsters. So, like I said, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Monsters make the playoffs. I think it's very much in the realm of possibility, exact, in fact. But they are not in control of their own destiny. Um, they are done with their season against Belleville. They are done with their season against Laval. So now it's just a case of can they win more games than Laval in the last three games of the season? And we'll find out. I guess the rocket have kind of been dealing with the same issues of the blue as the monsters all season, which is that the, the parent team is extremely broken. And so they keep losing players and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Tonight's game is big, but I think next week or, you know, the end of this week and next week's games are even bigger. So hopefully we'll be bringing you some monsters playoff coverage. We'll do another check-in uh, probably around this time next week, but uh, that's kind of it for the monsters. Let's talk about which Blue Jackets prospects are going to the second round of the CHL playoffs, which ones aren't, and which ones it is still all to play for. That's all coming up in just a second. But first, I've got to tell you all about FanDuel, because baseball is back. Grand slams, no-hitters, double plays. There's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet. And if you don't win, you are going to get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't. So don't miss your chance to get that no sweat first bet. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Fanduel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So let's start off with the WHL. Uh, which I believe... No, that's a lie. Let's start off with the OHL because all of those series uh, were decided. Uh, one of them was decided last night and uh, we have one Blue Jacket prospect going through and that is Luca Del Bell Belouz. Uh, his uh, Sania Sting beat the Guelph Storm in game six last night. They are going to be facing uh, the winners of the Saginaw Spirit versus the Flint Firebirds. I'd like to think that Sarnia would come out on top over either of those two teams, but uh, it's, I don't know, the playoffs are weird. I mean, look at what happened to the Windsor Spitfires and uh, Shane Wright, and they loaded up and then lost it. They got swept by Kitchener in the first round, who were the eighth seed. Like, junior hockey especially is bonkers. Junior playoff hockey is even more bonkers. Uh, in terms of Luca Dalbar Blues, uh, in the playoffs, he has seven points in six games. So far, three goals, four assists. Continuing to look really good for the Sting. Obviously, he was part of a big mid-season trade. Uh, he is currently um, second on the team in playoff scoring, or tied for second. With uh, Sasha Pastajov, who's a Ducks prospect, uh, being led by Nolan Burke, who is a Predators prospect, 
He's got eight points in five games. Uh, Pasajav and Delbel Blues both have seven points in six games. It's looking, it's looking fun. Uh, if they end up facing Saginaw, then they have to face uh, Matias Sup- Sapovalev, who has 11 points in six games for Saginaw, and uh, Dean Laukas, who has eight points in six games for Saginaw. Flint appears to be just kind of hanging in there. They've got two players that are a point per game. The third guy that's got five points in uh, six games. But I think the Sting are uh, the Sting are going to take this one. I think, uh, or at least I hope so. I think so, and I hope so. Um, in terms of OHL playoff scoring, Delbo Blues is currently sitting at. Uh, this has 18th, but like like seven players have one point extra than him. So he's really he's tied for like tenth in league scoring, but Elite Prospect doesn't uh, doesn't give me that. So thanks thanks to Elite Prospect. But uh Delba Blues is the only player from um the OHL that's that's advancing for the Blue Jackets. Uh, the Oshawa Generals were beaten in five games by the Ottawa 67s, which makes sense. Uh, Cameron Butler plays for Oshawa, one of the CBJ prospects, and uh, he had three points in five games. Uh, but more importantly for a lot of people, I think he had 15 penalty minutes. So that's that's the kind of player that he is. That's the kind of player that you're going to get from uh, Cameron Butler. His season is over. I would expect uh, to see him with the Monsters next season, but I'm not expecting any great um, anything great from Cameron Butler. He might surprise us, but I'm not expecting world movement from him. So Delbo Balouz is the only player in the OHL for the Blue Jackets to go into the second round, but in the QMJHL. It is more exciting because they have, in fact, two players that are um, in the running. I will pull that up. Uh, Both players have beaten their first round uh, opponents, I believe, in a sweep. So Jordan DeMay plays for Halifax. Uh, They beat Cape Breton for nothing. And Jordan DeMay was instrumental in this because uh, he's instrumental in basically everything that the Mooseheads do. In terms of scoring, he had eight points in those four games, two goals and six assists. Again, expecting more of the same from him in terms of uh, playoff scoring. Uh, For the QMJHL, he is... Again, this has him 11th. Uh, He's second or third on the team. Uh, His teammates, Touche and Lawrence, both had 10 points in four games but I'm ex- again I'm expecting depending on who they play in the next round which I'm assuming is uh going to be uh it will be one of uh Ramuski or um a team that I can't pronounce I'm very sorry to Quebec uh but I imagine it'll be the team that's up 4-1 so that'll be the Ramuski uh Oceanique will probably play Halifax and then uh one of Moncton or uh Baycomo, uh, we'll see. They're three. The Moncton Wildcats are up three to two against the Baycomo Dracar. So 
Again, that's really kind of anyone's series, but Demay will play one of those. And uh, the other CBJ prospect, James Malatesta, will play the other because the Quebec Ramparts also swept their series against um, the Charlotte Islanders. Charlottetown? Yeah, the Charlottetown Islanders. Excuse me, not just the Charlotte Islanders. Um, and like I said, James Malatesta, a big part of that. He had four points in four games, two goals, two assists. So he's looking strong for Quebec. That looks like a really solid potential matchup for the semifinals. Is that would be my guess? Is it's going to be Quebec versus Halifax in one semifinal, which is a shame because I do feel like um, it will be the champion matchup will be Quebec versus Halifax, honestly, but. That'll be the, the semi-final matchup, and then they'll play. One of those teams will play whoever comes out of the uh, the East. So, good things in the QMJHL. Uh, the WHL, we're going to talk about in just a minute. But it's looking a little bit, not up in the air necessarily, but one season uh, is on the line, and it's arguably the most exciting CBJ prospect out in the WHL. So uh, we're going to talk about Moose Jaw and we're going to talk about the Regina Pats coming up in just a second on Locked on Blue Jackets. Let's talk about the team that has advanced. Uh, that is the Moose Jaw Warriors who dispatched their opponent very easily. Uh, they swept Lethbridge and are going to be playing against... Oh, they are going to be playing against either um, Saskatoon or the Regina Pats, who we're going to talk about in just a minute. Um, Or potentially um, the Red Deer Rebels. I'm not 100% on how the seeding works for the WHL, because it looks like it works differently than every other league. But... Uh, Denton Matejuk and Martin Rasavi have both advanced to their second round with Moosejaw, like I said, sweeping. Uh, Denton Matejuk, I feel like, especially had a good series. Uh, he, I believe, ended up scoring the series-winning goal. Um, I could be wrong about that, but three points in four games for Matejuk. Again, two goals, one assist. Like I feel like he's, again, only starting to really get going it must be tough to sweep uh your opponent and you know then play in the next round because you haven't played as much as say you know a team that goes to seven games or a team that had to really fight um so i would be interested to see how moose jaw is uh going to proceed um their leading scorer jagger furkers had 10 points in four games, so obviously he's got started to get going, but I would expect to see Denton Matejuk really kind of pick it up and uh, do do a solid job in the uh, in the the second round, regardless of who they face, whether that ends up being uh, David, not David Juracek, the uh, Stanislav Sozil and Conor Bedard in Regina or Saskatoon. Um, Martin Rasavi I has has had a uh, 
a quieter playoff run. But again, it's it's four games. You know, it's it's tough to really kind of do anything. Um, oh, excuse me, he has five points in four games. So it was Denton Matejuk that was the slow. I must have had my my stats uh, upside down. He's got five points, two goals, three assists in four games so far. So he again is really stepping up. Um, he's unsigned by the Blue Jackets thus far. Twenty twenty one seventh round pick. Could be interesting to see where he ends up. But as of right now, his season is not over. The WHL is, I think, the most exciting. And I think I said that earlier, but I think that's the most exciting one to me because you've got Svozil, who had a phenomenal season at the World Juniors uh, and a phenomenal regular season for Regina as well. Um, he's currently second in playoff scoring behind, you know, you guessed it, Conor Bedard. Uh, he got 12 points in six games so far. Bedard has something insane, like 18 points in 12 game in uh, six games so far. But between Svozil and Matejchuk, like the WHL is where I am the most excited to uh, to see what happens. I think that's going to be a really interesting matchup if they do end up matching up. But they have to get there first because the Regina Pats are tied at three with the Saskatoon Blades. And like I said, it really is going to come down to, I think, can Bedard and Svozil, and uh, they actually own the top three playoff scorers for the WHL. Uh, Alexander Sudzilev, who is a uh, Russian Capitals prospect, has 11 points in six games. Svozil has 12. Bedard has 19. They all are, they are one, two, and three in scoring for the WHL. So you have to go all the way down to ninth to get a, a Saskatoon Blades skater. Um, Igor Sidorov has eight points in six games. But I feel like they are much more balanced in terms of scoring. Um, seems like they have, you know, so they've got nine, 12, and 20 before you get to another uh, Regina player. Or, no, excuse me, then you get to 30 before you get to another Regina player. So, Regina, obviously. Conor Bedard, world beater. Svozil, maybe the best defenseman in the playoffs for any team in the WHL. Um, They can only do so much. It's a very stacked team at the top. I don't know how deep it is. So, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Uh, in the the Saskatoon Regina series, they have their final game, I believe, tonight. Yes, uh, Regina won Game Six to force a Game Seven, and it's either going to be Connor Bedard having like a twenty five point game, or it's going to be like a one nothing victory for Saskatoon. I think, um, and there's going to be nothing nothing in between that, but. If I had to put money on it, like, I would not bet against Bedard, honestly. Uh, we've seen what he did at the World Juniors. We've seen what he's done all season. Like, sometimes if he decides to win a game, he's just going to decide to win a game. It's the kind of the Conor McDavid of it all, you know? So, we'll see how it goes. Um, rooting for Svozil, again, one of my favorite CBJ prospects. It would be such a disappointment if his season was over so soon. Um Although I believe once his season finishes, because he is uh, a 20, 
He's a 2021 pick. He turned 20 in January, so he ages out of the CHL. So regardless of what happens, he could be a monster for the playoff run. If they if he gets kicked out of the Pats, uh, if the Pats get kicked out of the playoffs, I should say, then I could see Svozil getting on a plane to Cleveland basically immediately, signing an ATO, and then his uh, entry-level contract will start next season, and then we'll just kind of watch him watch him either dominate the monsters or maybe make a difficult decision for the coaching at the NHL level. But Svozil, again, it would start to see a season end, but it would be really exciting to see in Cleveland. So two birds or two birds, one stone. That's not what I want to go for. It's a win-win situation either way, I think. Um, and that's kind of all I've got for today. Uh, tomorrow, we will check in with the big team. There will be some call-ups, some send-downs. Uh, they are playing the Flyers tomorrow night, I believe. So that should be a fun, not at all stressful and chaotic game, I'm sure. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked Up Blue Jacket is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. If you haven't hit subscribe, please feel free to do so. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster. You can find the podcast at uh, underscore uh, LO underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockedonbluejacket at gmail.com. Thank you for making us your first listen once again. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.